You're listening to a chapel message from Trinity Christian College, recorded live at the Ozinga Chapel Auditorium in Palos Heights, Illinois. Well, I confess to you, before you and before God this morning, that I spend probably an unhealthy amount of time each evening watching Instagram reels. Do you, do you watch reels or is this like, do you all watch TikToks? Is, do you people watch reels? Okay, so I see like the adults are like, we watch reels and then, cause we try and be young and hip. And then the students are saying we watch TikToks. Is that, that seems to be the vibe. Well, anyways, I wish I could say, I also watch TikToks too. TikToks on reels, TikToks on Facebook. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, look, I wish I could say though that I'm watching these reels for the sake of research you know, to be a more informed pastor, to be a more informed student development professional. But the cold hard truth is that I just really enjoy watching reels to the point where my time limit comes up on my phone and I always click another 15 minutes. Remind me in 15 minutes. And before I know it, an hour has gone by. I've hit that 15 minutes four times. Does this happen to you? Okay. All right, this happens to, happens to your ghost. That's really good to know. Well, anyways, there's a particular uh, reel or TikTok that the algorithm thinks that I like. It's the one where there's a, a person talking to an employee of a company, and they're trying to get, like, a deal. And so, you know, they're trying to find a loophole, and the employee says, oh, sorry, we don't take returns after 30 days. And then the main character says something like, they don't know I know this trick. And then they go forward by reciting the terms of conditions. Do you know the TikTok, the reel that I'm talking about? Well, let me tell you that I think that watching those reels enough times has galvanized me to be more assertive as a consumer. So if you know anything about me, you know that I really, I really like Kohl's. Um, I feel like many days that I just walk straight out of a Kohl's catalog. And in fact, as I was putting out this outfit, this entire outfit came from Kohl's. And I really love the concept of Kohl's cash For those of you who aren't familiar with Kohl's Cash, you get a uh, $10 reward for every 50 you spend. It's something like that. It's actually a remarkably great deal. But I had some Kohl's Cash in my inbox that I had let expire. And so here I am at Crestwood Kohl's talking to the Crestwood Kohl's associate, and I'm saying, I have expired Kohl's Cash right here. Will you take it? And they said, no. And then I said, they don't know I know this, and said, well, actually, I've read your fine print, and I know that Kohl's Cash has a 10-day grace period when redeemed in store. There's a little trick for you. And believe it or not, it worked. I got my $10 Kohl's Cash, okay? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. And, And let me tell you, I felt very powerful in that moment. I felt that I had gamed the system. I felt that I had stuck it to corporate. I felt that I had finally controlled the narrative. And I don't think that a desire to control the narrative, to manipulate how things start and end, is unique to our world. In fact, I think that many felt this way when Jesus was born. And if there were anyone who would want to control the narrative, it would probably be King Herod. Because in first century Palestine, the entire area of Jesus' world was ruled by the Roman Empire, and Herod was appointed as the sort of puppet king over it. And so that's where we find ourselves in the second chapter of Matthew's Gospel, right after Jesus' birth. So here are these words. Jesus 
was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Now Herod was disturbed because there was a new king, and not just any king, but the promised Messiah, the final king who would rule over Israel. And so this is disruptive news. This is the kind of stuff that shakes up the status quo. Matthew wants us to know that Herod has lost control of the empire's narrative. And the irony is that Jerusalem, the city of God, the place that literally means the city of peace, the city of shalom, is far from peaceful. And you don't need me to tell you that the fall 2021 semester has not necessarily been the most peaceful one on record. COVID has once again destabilized our lives. And then on top of that, the dishwasher in the dining hall broke down. Then the pipe exploded. Then the gnats came. It's more than that, right? I mean, listening to your stories, I know that your lives too have not felt all that peaceful. Since we rolled into the dorms with our shopping carts just four months ago, a lot of life has happened. We've coped with mental illnesses, anxiety, depression, loneliness. We've learned that we're not as good of an athlete, as good of a scholar, as good of a musician that we once thought. We've had long-term relationships end and loved ones die. A lot has happened to us this semester. But, but good things, too, are a part of that. You know, we found amazing friends in unexpected places to go on spontaneous trips with us to the city. We've had new articles picked up for publication, new words added to our job titles. We finally found the major in the career that we think God is calling us to. And we've grown a lot together. God has surprised us by disrupting our lives in so many ways. And that's the idea of Christmas. Because it's interesting to me that Matthew says that not only Herod was disturbed by Jesus' birth, but as was everyone in Jerusalem. And you know, I hadn't really noticed that phrase before. But, but when I think about it, it's true that all of us, like Herod, are people who feel disrupted because we want to control the narrative. But Christmas celebrates that Jesus has entered our lives as king. And as such, he asks to reign over all of our hearts. This is a disruption to our normal lives. But, but it's not the bad kind of disruption, like the one that Herod was fearing. You know, Herod was worried because he felt threatened, that his reputation would be ruined, that his power would be taken away from him. But that's not how it is with us. God disrupts our lives for good. And Jesus' reign is part of the bigger picture of Christmas, that Christ's birth in Bethlehem begins a revolution from Jerusalem to Palos Heights. It is a disruption of death, a great reversal of the forces of sin that have kept the world bound in chains. And so Christmas inaugurates a king and declares that evil does not get the last word. God is accomplishing work to change how the story ends, far 
as the curse is found. So for those who try to manipulate life to make it end how we want, King Jesus has a bigger and better plan for our lives. God invites us to surrender to his amazing work of vanquishing sin and bringing the world back together as a community of peace. And this all begins with Jesus, our Prince of Peace, born in a manger in Bethlehem, sent by God to disrupt the world's narrative for good. And so with gratitude, we can pray the words that we sang earlier. Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Thanks be to God and glory to God in the highest. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you who reigns over all of the earth and over all of the cosmos, we come to you in awe, humbled and struck by the fact that you, our ruler, would want a part in our broken, small, terrible lives. Help us, God, to accept this good news. Help us to be people who trust in your plans that go far beyond us, Help us to see signs of your arrival, your inbreaking in our worlds and our lives in small and big ways. In all these things, we will give you glory. And we pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And God's people said. Thank you for listening to Trinity Christian College's Chapel Podcast. To learn more about campus ministries at Trinity, visit trnty.edu slash chapel.